Hey, what's up you guys? It's your boy the Muffin Man coming back at you again with another episode of the Refresh Podcast where Christ goes before us so we can bring you another refreshing word. Happy 2024 guys. Man, so much has happened since we have last been together and I'll get a briefly into it because I really want to give God time to minister and speak through today's message to just you know, tell us what he's wanting to say. But in November, I am excited to tell you that we bought a house. Praise God, right? So now I am excited that we have a specific space designated to record podcasts. So one of my biggest goals for 2024 is to bring Refresh Podcasts back to a place of consistency. And now, yes, it's been a couple of weeks since the year started, and this is the first one I've gotten out. So not pushing too close to that goal, but I do want to get to a place to where, um, you know, we're just pushing out episodes uh, consistently. You know, lately it's been an episode here and an episode there and nothing at all. But, you know, God has done marvelous things through this podcast and he has brought it to so many different countries. He has put it in so many people's hands that they can listen to his word and just discussing what his word means. And, you know, that's something that I could have never done on my own, nor would I have ever thought was possible. That Refresh Podcast just started as a um, an idea, as a as a dream years and years ago of just empowering people and giving them the ability and access to God's word. And here we are years later being able to host a podcast and, you know, God truly, truly has been faithful. So I want to be faithful. I want to do my part and I want to create um, more frequently so that way we can keep the gospel being just feathered and pushed out. Um, the word of God and the access of the word of God just pushed out through these podcast episodes. And so um, with that being said and done, let's dive into today's episode, shall we? Let's go ahead and open in prayer. Father, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to be here together. Lord, we just pray that you would just move in a mighty way. Lord, we pray that you would speak so clearly through your word today, that we would receive the fullness of what you're trying to say. Let it plant seeds in our heart and let those seeds be protected. Let it take uh, root, Lord, and that you would just provide the increase from these seeds. Lord, that we can go forth and tell others about you um, from this message and what we've learned. Lord, we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So guys, when we last left off, uh, we were talking about our series, which is From the Pit to the Palace. And this is based on our boy, Joseph. If you have not listened to any of the other episodes, I do encourage you to go back press play, um, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, they should be available. So when we last left off, we were on episode four talking about Potiphar's wife. And in Genesis 39 verses seven through 19, you can find this story. Joseph encounters his master's wife uh, while he's doing his normal, you know, responsible duties to take care of Potiphar. And, you know, here we see several times that uh, Potiphar's wife tries to seduce Joseph and get him to sleep with her. But Joseph is a man of integrity. He's like, that is not what I'm here for. I'm here to take care of my master's house. 
And so he goes in and, uh, you know, he keeps resisting and, you know, he refuses to go through with this. And then there's one final time that the wife of Potiphar goes for a physical altercation. She lunges at Joseph and she grabs him by his clothes. And it says that Joseph runs straight out of his robe, leaving his robe in her hand. And with this robe, she begins to lie about Joseph. And she says that he was the one that tried to do something to her, but she didn't let it happen. This brings us to today's message. Joseph goes to prison. I probably will change this to Joseph is empowered in prison um, by the time that you hear this. So today's message is Joseph is empowered in prison. Praise God. Another one of our big P's that we are encountering on the journey from the pit to the palace. The pit, Potiphar, prison, and palace. So today we're reading out of Genesis verse uh, chapter 39 verses 19 through 23. And it says here that, Now when his master had heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him, saying, This is what your slave did to me, his anger burned. So Joseph's master took him and put him into the jail, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the jail, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. The chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail, so that whatever was done there, he was responsible for it. The chief jailer did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made to prosper. Awesome. So yeah, there's so much that goes on during Joseph's time in prison that um, over the next couple of episodes, we'll probably be speaking about Joseph's time in prison. But right here, we're talking about Joseph is empowered in prison. And we see here, there's a lot of good stuff going on in this passage of scripture that we're focusing on today. Um, But let's go ahead and just start recapping verse by verse and see what really what's going on here, right? So in verse 19, it says that, Now when his master heard the words of his wife, which which she spoke to him, saying, This is what your slave did to me, his anger burned. Here's Joseph working hard and managing Potiphar's house. Everything good that Potiphar had going for him is coming through the favor of God from Joseph, right? You know, God is blessing the work and, and everything that Joseph is doing. He's he's multiplying it and these blessings that are opening up for him. And, you know, it says here in um, chapter 39, it says it in verse 5, it came about that from that time he made him overseer in the house And over all that he owned, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house on account of Joseph. Thus, the Lord's blessing was upon all that he owned uh, owned in the house and in the field. So we see here that it's only made possible through God. So Potiphar wasn't just being blessed because he was Potiphar or because he had all the good stuff. You know, it was because the Lord was working through Joseph's life and the Lord allowed the things that Potiphar owned to be blessed and increased. But in a moment of anger, all of this stuff, everything that he knew about Joseph, everything good that Joseph had done for Potiphar's life was thrown out the window and he forgot Um, what Joseph had done for him, 
he didn't give the man of God a moment to respond or, or tell his side of the story, but Potiphar grabs Joseph like one of those old Bugs Bunny uh, cartoons, right? And grabs him, you know, and he, off to jail you go, buddy. <laughs> but that's okay, right? Because what Potiphar didn't know is that he was bringing Joseph closer to where God had needed him to be. And that's okay. I mean, Joseph had no idea either. I mean, he had done everything right. He responded in respect to Potiphar and he managed everything carefully. Isn't prison a place for people to, you know, who do things wrong? I mean, I could have I couldn't even have imagined what thoughts were going through Joseph's head. But I do know that from the pit to Potiphar's house, the pattern is the same. He was in an unfamiliar place. He wasn't sure why he was going there, but he trusted God. God saw the trust within Joseph and extended his grace. When others lie about you and the lies are believed, which could lead to anger like Joseph's situation, how will you respond? Will you try to defend yourself? Or will you trust God and stand on the truth of your character and give the lies no room to take root in your life? So Joseph's master, and now we're jumping in the verse 20 here. So Joseph's master took him and put him into the jail, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in jail. So we see here it says that Joseph's master put him in prison, but it's important to note that this isn't just any prison. The one he goes to is the king's prison. It's a place where the king's prisoners were confined. Now the word confined stands out to me here when I read this verse. Let's learn a little bit more about it. So confined can be used in two ways as an adjective and a verb. An adjective being a word that describes a noun and a verb being something that you do. So as an adjective, it could mean restricted in an area or volume cramped. So describing the place that Joseph was held, it was a place that was restricted. It was a place that was small. It was a place that uh, was cramped, right? If we're looking at confined as a verb, meaning it's something you do. So it means to keep or restrict someone or something within certain limits of space, scope, quality, uh, sorry, quantity, or time. So we see that the prisoners of the king were confined in a, a confined place. <laughs> so they were confined, as in a verb, within a confined place, as in an adjective, right? Pretty cool. <laughs> they were kept and restricted within certain limits. I mean, check this out. God allowed Joseph to be confined in the king's prison. God allowed Joseph to be kept or restricted within the certain limits of the prison for a time. It's important to understand this. This wasn't a punishment for Joseph, but instead it was a piece of purpose. 
to that moment, it in that moment, it, I mean, it probably didn't feel like a piece of purpose, right? Like, God, I had done everything, right? God, I, I did everything that was instructed, and like, I'm being rewarded with prison. Like, what in the world is going on, you know? There are times in our lives, guys, right? Um, there are times in our lives we will encounter seasons of being confined. We feel kept or restricted within certain limits. We're like, God, I feel stuck. God, did you forget about me? I feel like I'm in an endless loop of routine just over and over and over again. And I do the exact same thing over and over and over again every day. But God, I I feel like I've just confined it here. Like I'm limited to this little bitty space, right? You know, I can tell you from experience and even more so recently, falling into that confined space can be a challenge. Since we bought our house, it, it's kind of felt that way. We we get up, we go to work, we go home, we sleep, we get up, we do it all over again. I mean, you know, nothing is wrong about those things. They are they are needed. They are important to take care of the things that God has given to us, that God has blessed us with. But the thing is this, um, we when we find ourselves feeling like that, like we're going through, a, we're going a million miles per hour with no stopping, or we feel stuck without change, just like the pit, and now the prison, you are there for a reason. And it can be hard to digest those words in the times of difficulty. You know, somebody will pat you on the back and say, you got this, you're going to make it through. Somebody may pat you on the back and say, it's all part of God's plan, just trust it. And here you are, you're hurting. Here you are, things are difficult. Here it is that you don't want to believe the words that you're hearing because in your mind you think that everything has to be good. Everything has to be 100% perfect. Everything has to be you know, all rainbows, all sunshines, all sunflowers, whatever, uh, you know, everything has to be beautiful for it to be from God. You know, God doesn't allow bad, uh, let me try that again, right? So God doesn't do bad things to us, but he allows us to go through difficult moments, you know, and, and, and that's something that's hard for people to grasp sometimes. You know, they, they think if, if God's so good, then why can this bad thing happen? Well, God doesn't allow, God isn't the author of bad things. The God that we serve is is a God of good things. But because sin entered into the world, bad things exist. And because we live in a fallen world, chances are we will encounter bad things. We will make bad choices. But that's not on God. He's not held accountable right that, you know? I got off my notes for a wee bit there. But here's the thing, guys. Just like the pit for Joseph. And now the prison for Joseph. He was there for a reason. In the times where we're in the pit and we're in the prison, when we're in the pit and we're in the prison, we may not see clearly that there's a reason we're there. But if we surrender to God, we surrender our plans and our thoughts, and our emotions, and everything that we have going on, even if we're the ones that got ourselves into that pit, or the prison, 
Even if you're saying right now listening to this podcast that your character looks nothing like Joseph's, how could God possibly want to be with you there in the pit or the prison or use that to bring him glory? Listen, friend, the God that we serve is a God of forgiveness. He is also a God of repentance. So repent And that means to lay down whatever's going on, to lay down your sin and your mistakes and all of your failures, lay it down, turn your back, and walk in the opposite direction. Friend, there is hope in the prison. Let's see how Joseph handled the confined space. We see here in verse 21, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him. And gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer. See, Joseph wasn't alone in the prison. God was with him. He extended his kindness to him. Kindness that he already had. But now there is more. Think of it like your extended warranty for your vehicle. It is a period of coverage that exceeds the expiration of your current coverage. God's coverage never expires. Thank you, Jesus. I want to read you something I found on vocabulary.com. And it says this. Something that is extended has been fully stretched out or elongated. An extended period of time is an extremely long period of time. To extend something is to make it longer, either physically or in terms of time. God fully stretched out his kindness to Joseph. It was for an extremely long period of time. He made it longer than the kindness he already had. We see a repeated pattern from Joseph's arrival to Potiphar's house. God gives Joseph favor with the chief jailer. The man in charge of the jail or the prison, right? This changes everything. I mean, the way that Joseph would have been treated, the way that he would have been fed, the way that he would have been taken care of. I mean, in the prisons of our lives, we have to remember that God is with us. The God that we serve will never leave us nor will he forsake us. He may be quiet at times and it may feel like we are alone, but he is there. And when we surrender our lives to him and we live lives that look like the character and the integrity that Joseph had carried, he will extend his kindness to us. We will find favor in the difficult parts of being confined. Verse 22 tells us that the chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail so that whatever was done there, he was responsible for it. Joseph was entrusted with responsibility in prison. What? I mean, dude, that doesn't just happen. I mean, they didn't do that to every person that was brought into prison. If they did, they wouldn't have a prison. There wouldn't be order. You know, there would be chaos. But there was just something that the chief jailer recognized about Joseph and we'll see that in just a moment in the next verse but check this out I mean you know God was like uh <laughs> you know yo Joseph this guy in jail needs help and you're gonna go 
Um, you're really good at managing stuff. And, 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 you know, I love the work that you've been doing in Potiphar's house. So I'm going to have you go to prison. But just trust me because I have a plan. I mean, actually, God didn't really have this conversation with Joseph, right? He didn't give Joseph the details. But Joseph trusted God even when he didn't know the details. Can we trust God even when we don't know the details? That can be hard. That can be scary. It could be scary not knowing what's going to happen or how God's going to work this out. But we have to trust that he will. Joseph was given authority over all who were in the jail. I'm sorry if I busted your eardrums with that all, <laughs> right? Oh, man, good stuff, good stuff. Verse 23 the chief jailer did not supervise anything on their Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made to prosper. Wow, come on. I mean, the chief jailer didn't supervise Joseph because he noticed the Lord was on him. He noticed that something was different about him. He noticed the work that came from Joseph supervising things. He noticed the good works, the good outcomes, the good solutions to the problems arising in the jail. And he said, wow, man, I'm not going to supervise anything. I'm not concerned about anything that goes on on your watch because I recognize that there's something good on your life and, and you know everything that you do prospers that's so good it, you know it's just like Potiphar's house it's important to notice that Joseph was successful in both Potiphar's house and the prison it didn't matter where he was it didn't matter about where he went what mattered is that his heart was sold out. What matters is his heart was devoted to God. And he trusted that whatever he did, wherever he was, whatever God put in his hand, that he was going to take it. He was going to use it. He was going to give glory to God in doing it. See, friend, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what your confined space looks like. It doesn't matter if you feel restricted or you're kept there. Use it. Use it to bring God glory. Use it to allow God to work through your life. When you're in a prison, God can empower you. God can give you the tools you need. God can show you the way. God can teach you and equip you. We see that even in the New Testament, that a lot of the New Testament was written when Paul was in prison. Prison isn't a bad place to be if God is there with you. Now, now look, I'm not talking about prison in terms of like you committed a crime, you go into prison, you belong there. But what I'm saying to you is when you feel like you're in a confined space in your life, so a space that is limited, a space that is restricted, a space that you feel like you can't break out of, that's okay. Praise God. Praise God in your confined space. Allow God to minister through your confined space. When you feel cups and you feel restricted, God is not restricted. God is not kept there. God is not limited, but he will extend his kindness over you. The Lord made everything that Joseph did to prosper. And the same God of that day is the same God we serve today. It doesn't matter if we are in Potiphar's house, the pit, or the prison, but if we allow God to move freely within our lives, he will 
touch everything that we do and cause it to prosper. If we were to interview Joseph today, he would have probably said that the prison wasn't his idea nor on his radar. He probably didn't even expect it to be there either. Maybe he just thought he'd be in Potiphar's house forever. But God brought him there and empowered him. Next time we're together, we will talk more about the kinds of things that happened during Joseph's time in prison. There's so much of this story. There's so much that happened during his time there that it couldn't all be fed into one episode, right? I don't know why I try to use fit in a past tense, fat. That is not the past tense of fit. There's your laugh for today, right? (laughs) But let me ask you this, all seriousness. Do you feel like you're in a confined space right now? You feel like you're limited or you're restricted to a specific place. And it feels like forever. But today you recognize that God may have you there for a reason. Like Joseph, you want God to move freely in your life and minister through you in your prison time. You want God to empower you in your confined place. Let's pray. God, we just thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you for the access that we have to your word. Help us to make the most of it. Lord, we thank you for the life of Joseph. We thank you for every footstep taken, for every breath breathed, for every word spoken, for every good work done through the life of Joseph that we get to read about, that we get to study, that we get to allow you to show us how to implement those same things into our own lives. Lord, we thank you that Joseph did not give up even though he went into prison. We thank you that Joseph did not allow depression or anxiety or or anger to get the best of him because he was in prison. But we thank you that we see that Joseph trusted you in the prison and that you were there. We thank you that Joseph upheld a righteous character. But yet, you know, here he was in prison and he didn't stop upholding that righteous character. Lord, we see here that it says that the prison was confined. It was small. It was limited. It was congested. But Lord, even in those moments, you moved and you ministered and you empowered him in the confined places. And God, today, we just ask that you would do the same thing in our lives. Lord, that you would empower us in our confined spaces, in the areas where we feel restricted, when we feel like we're kept there forever. When we feel like that we're cramped and there's not a lot of room to move, Lord, that you would begin to reveal to us your plans and pieces of purpose as to why we've been brought to this confined space for this season. Lord, I pray that we would surrender our hearts and our lives to you. Lord, I pray that we would give you everything that we have, that we would implement godly, righteous character, just like we read that Joseph had, because that is what brought his faith to the place where he could trust you in the confined spaces because he knew who you were and he trusted you. So today I pray that we would trust you, God, um, even when we're not in prisons, even when we're not in confined spaces, that we would just develop a trust and a trust in you that would not change based on the circumstances of our life. But Lord, that we would trust you regardless of what's going on. Lord, we love you so much and we give you glory and honor and praise today in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Refresh Podcast, where Christ goes before so we can give you another, um, we can bring you another refreshing word. This has been your boy, The Muffin Man. I hope your 2024 has been off to such an incredible start. I cannot wait to be back with you guys next time to study more and to talk more about our boy, Joseph. Love you guys. Have a good day.